China has launched an investigation into the Zhongzhi Enterprise Group, a major shadow bank, over alleged financial crimes. Authorities are now scrutinizing the group's operations amid concerns of illicit activities that may have repercussions on the country's financial stability. For more, let's bring in David Jang, who's in New York. He's with China Insider. David, always great to see you. Now, what specific allegations have been made against this enterprise group? Well, Zhongzhi basically left 36 billion US dollars equivalent of debt to uh, China, to the government to handle. Meanwhile, they did announce there's investigations and criminal investigations for that matter. But it is really the fact that there is a dramatic amount of money missing. And that's got to come from somewhere. So unfortunately, the investors are going to, along with uh, certain numbers of the, or certain parts of the Chinese government is going to have to take up that damage and disperse it through the system. So I think overall, there is a search for a missing amount of money in an industry that for the last 20 years was seen as a happy to go place to find money on investment. And uh, that's unfortunately where we're at now. And this was not, of course, the first a sign of warning. Uh, a few months back, Zhongzhi had already declared that it is unable to pay back some of this debt. And so we're seeing, uh, I guess, the next stage of development in the matter. Yeah, very much so. Um, how does the investigation fit into the broader efforts now trying to regulate shadow banking? Right. The shadow banking industry, by the way, is about $3 trillion. So that's more wow. than the French GDP. And so that size, uh, one of the biggest players, of course, is Zhongzhi. Just like Evergrande's boss, Hui Kaiyan, who is currently under criminal investigation as well, they try to grab the key person, so to speak, that affected the part of the industry that they're in. But this is not the, the real core issue. The real core issue is where is that big amount of money, which, by the way, are made up of private sector investors with uh smaller quantity in terms of number of people, but a big sum of funds. Where is that amount of money? And, and that, unfortunately, despite China having the capability to sort of absorb things, but there is an ongoing implosion with the real estate sector and the shadow banking industry is heavily exposed to that. And so those two are connected. Talk to us about the potential consequences that we could now see from this probe on the shadow banking industry in China. Right. So many people were calling this the Lehman Brothers moment of China simply because the shadow banking industry is called shadow banking because there's no, or I wouldn't say no regulation, but very loosely regulated compared to the normal investment banking as well as uh, trust. But in, in this sector, you are dealing with so-called private sector, but it has the government's footprints in it. And so what we're looking at is uh, it, almost like an unregulated amount of money that has to go somewhere. It's untraceable right now. So talk to us about the investigators, the, the investors, the clients as well of the Zhongzhi Enterprise Group. How have they reacted to the news? Has it come as a shock? I don't think so. I think everyone knows and they planned this um, you know, years in advance, to, just like how Evergrande's boss, Hui Kaiyan, has moved some of the assets overseas as well. I think when they're playing with fire, they need a way to somehow escape the uh, flame. So I think that's, uh, I, I don't think there's any surprise there. And what steps are we likely to now see from China? What are they likely to do based on the outcome of this investigation? Will there be much change? I think overall, it's going to be a political decision from the top that's going to decide what to do next. I don't think uh, any market policy is going to be enacted on this, just like with the real estate sector. But I think those two go hand in hand. So it's going to have to be one solve for the other one to take effect type of situation. Yeah, we often talk about the real estate sector. Where are we at at the moment? Has there been much movement over the past few weeks in the Chinese real estate sector? Are things improving or are they getting worse? 
The government has enacted what's called a 50 uh, developers putting on a put it into a whitelist. So that means all the other developers are unfortunately on the unofficial blacklist. And those on the whitelist can enjoy uh, unchallenged loaning from banks, uh, so to speak, or unrestricted loaning. And so we'll see how that goes. But I think that might not be the uh, result they want to see as Chinese investors in the developer in real estate. They've not been able to return great investments uh, mm. for the past few years. So you talk about the whitelist and the blacklist here as well. Does this become political? It is definitely political because once you have the government mandated list, you're no longer dealing with the uh, interest of investors and buyers for that matter. You're not dealing with uh, the government imposing a sort of set of uh, restrictions on who you can buy from or who you should buy from. From that perspective, everything is a state intervention in the real estate sector now. All right, David Jang there in New York from China Insider. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.